we would throw out a big wheelie bin a week which is quite a lot and I don't know where all this waste came from and I wasn't aware of it it was so weird it just was like chuck 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 and now in our family plastic is like automatically something that we kind of feel bad about so it was quite emotional almost getting that change. We definitely went all in at the start and realized that was unsustainable for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's finding that balance between sustainability for you and sustainability for the earth. Welcome to Wannabe Greener with me, Harriet Robinson. This is the podcast that helps you introduce more eco-friendly practices into your life without it being complicated, confusing, or expensive. Now, if you're anything like me, you probably follow a whole load of zero waste bloggers on Instagram and, you know, sort of dream of their lifestyle in a way with their perfect pantries and all of their beautiful jars lined up and looking really beautiful and aesthetically pleasing. And whilst I think this is something worth aspiring to, I think it's not always achievable. So today we are going to be talking about how to go zero waste, but I'm not talking about zero waste Instagram style. I'm talking about zero waste, actually how to reduce waste from your lifestyle. Now we hear a lot about the younger generation and and how they're the ones kind of taking the reins when it comes to environmental campaigning and being really the proactive ones with trying to make the world a better place. And one of those inspirational young people is Cassia Percival Day. At the age of 14, she decided that she wanted to go zero waste and she was going to make her whole family do it with her. I visited Cassia at her family home to have a little snoop around, to be honest, um, and to find out how she managed to do it. Now, as mentioned in other podcasts, I don't just want to interview people who are who, who are just perfect because I think that's, as I said, unachievable. And that's something that Cassia would agree with, that she's not perfectly zero waste. But what she's achieved at the age of 16 is pretty amazing and, and it's something that most of us could aspire to. So in our conversation, we talk about how she did it, starting from the easiest swaps that we could all do to the things that she just could not continue doing anymore as they were, it was just too much. Uh, We explore her bathroom and her kitchen, including the kitchen bin, and Cassia gives her tips for moving towards a zero waste lifestyle. So Cassia's home is very beautiful, so I thought just to set the scene, it'd be nice if she could describe for you where we were meeting. We're in our open plan living room. We're sitting at the dining table and there's the living room, the dining table and the kitchen all in one space. Kind of looks like a church with the arch. Yeah, it does look a bit like a church. A-frame vibe. And then mum and dad have quite unique style. So it's got lots of rugs on the couches, which sounds a bit weird until you see it. And then we look out onto our garden and there's lots of cicadas. Out there. Which I think you can probably hear. Yeah, you can probably hear it. And it's a very nice and sunny day. That is the sound of summer in Wellington. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Although it's very loud, isn't it? Yeah. Cassia, you've persuaded your family to, mm-hmm. to go zero waste. And it's yeah. something you've wanted to do for kind of a couple of years or so. Yeah. Why did you want to do this? What was inspiring you to get rid of all the packaging and the plastic? There's two factors, I'd say. Um, I came across this video online and it was this lady with all her waste in a jar and 
firstly I thought of it as a bit of a challenge because I was like how is she even doing this she must be hiding something and just got me really intrigued and then I looked a bit deeper and I discovered the impacts of all the things we use and we don't really give a second thought to and I realized that I could do something about it and so often it's things that other people have to do and I was just so unaware that it was something that we could change on an individual basis I think yeah and I think that's something that a lot of people your age are kind of starting to think about and be really aware of which is amazing did you find that your friends thought the same way as you or were people like what are you doing yeah so I came back um from summer break about two years ago I was like guys I'm going zero waste and they were like that's impossible and they started quizzing me on all the things that they thought couldn't go zero waste and then I was like no you can do this and this they were like okay I guess but they didn't really make many changes but slowly I've seen them kind of change and it's a bit of a an intentional change and now they bring their containers instead of their snapblock bags and things like that yeah so I think they've slowly and everyone has slowly kind of changed from about two years ago so what was the what were the first things that you started changing um this is quite an interesting one so we were on holiday and I saw this video and we were in the shop and the first thing I did was buy metal straws which was a bit counterintuitive because I at this stage I was looking at all the things that were shiny and new and how the aesthetics of zero waste or low waste were and everyone had these metal straws and perfect glass jars and then when I saw them I was like this is going to help us when in reality I probably didn't need to purchase those. Like did you use straws at all before? (laughs) No not really that kind of was the first thing that we bought Um, and I think the second thing was probably bringing our own produce bags because there's a big push for the plastic bag ban but then everything inside the bag was plastic so I saw that was one of the things that was pretty achievable and that was the second thing I think we did yeah but again we had to buy those so all of this was a bit counterintuitive. So this was stuff you were doing with your family. Mm. So what did they think then? Because, I mean, well, actually, first of all, Mm -hmm. how wasteful were you before you made this decision? We were, I think we were probably quite a wasteful family. So I didn't really realise, but we would throw out a big wheelie bin a week, which is quite a lot. And I don't know where all this waste came from. And I wasn't aware of it. It was so weird. It just was like, chuck, chuck, chuck. What kind of things? I'd say packaging for food, probably bread bags and bathroom stuff like shower gel, I guess. Yeah, just all the little things. It's really hard to remember. Yeah. But looking back, it seems like you were wasting a lot. Yeah, unnecessary things that I didn't even think about. And I mean, you weren't you weren't throwing your plastic in the in the general waste bin and you weren't um, not recycling. You were kind of still already doing your bit, right? Yeah. um, Well, we had a compost bin and we've always had a compost bin, but we weren't really... And we recycled cans and glass, but we didn't really recycle plastic or think about much else. We were just like, we have a compost. We're pretty eco-friendly. Yeah. Okay. So then when you came back and were like... 
actually, yeah. I want to do this. What did your parents think? They're a bit like, um, okay, but like, just let's see if it's a phase. Because <laughs> when you're younger or when you're young-ish, I feel like I went through a lot of phases with like horses which is a bit of a joke now horse girls but um horses and dogs and things like that and they were like oh it's just another another obsession and then I was like no 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 we actually have to do this we have to make these changes and there's a lot of nagging but slowly things started to happen so you bought the metal straws Mm -hmm. which you probably didn't need and then you (laughs) and then you we're kind of going food shopping with your parents, I guess, yeah. and saying, why don't we buy these peppers without the plastic wrapping on yeah. or whatever? How did that kind of progress? When I first came to them, it's jogging my memory now, I wanted to change everything overnight, which I think is something that a lot of people, I was really, I had a lot of drive to do it and I wanted it to be all done so that we just produce no rubbish tomorrow, effectively. And they were like, this isn't, like you got to slow down and it was just little things over time that changed and so it was like habits that we kind of cut out so it would be instead of bread it was bread in a bag a brown bag as opposed to a plastic bag and the apples or the bananas with the tie around them instead of loose bananas so things like that it was just slow and it took a while for the bulk shopping to come in but that took that was a lot of waste eliminated um, because we only had common sense. And we went out to bin in, but it was in Petoni, so a lot of petrol to get there. So, Just in case somebody doesn't live in, oh, in Wellington, in Wellington. That when they, she says we didn't have common sense, we only had common sense, <laughs> common sense is a shock. Yes, so, yeah. my friends actually got um, cursed by that. They're, someone said, oh, try common sense, and they were like, oh, how rude. <laughs> and they are like, oh, that's why, yeah. <laughs> Okay, should we go and have a little look around your house at the bathroom and the kitchen? They're like the main big spots, right? Let's go. We're in the kitchen. kitchen. What's going on? Okay, so... um, Bread, that's a big one. We eat quite a lot of bread. And we have it, we buy it in paper, or um, if it doesn't already come in paper, we get it in our own bag. And then they just put the number on it and things like that. Where'd you get it from in paper? Um, we get it from a shop called Mawson's, but there's also lots of bakeries around town and mum and dad work in town, so if we run out, they can just pop in as well. Okay, moving down here, we have lots of our jars of stuff. So this is lots of our pulses. Um, we have pasta, lots of different types, and rices, dried chickpeas that's one thing that we've started doing is instead of buying cans we boil our own and then actually we can put it in things like this which is a stasher bag so that it's just easy to grab and go like the cans cool oh we could do the fridge so so how long will that last for in, in the fridge, the, the chickpeas that you soaked? We normally put it in the freezer once they're boiled and then about a day beforehand we'll put them in the freezer, well not the freezer, the fridge to just defrost. And then oat milk, that's one of the things that we find hard to have an alternative of. And cheese. And cheese, cheese. yes. <laughs> cheese and also vegan butter, that's nothing. But I have found a recipe so I'm keen to start making that soon. But um, we buy package-free 
vegetables and we use our own bags or brown paper for mushrooms and then we have glass jars for things like olives um so we have a very disorganized cupboard it was supposed to have some sort of order but so we have the spreads and those come in jars so recycle or reuse and then we have like this is so muddled up but we have pulses and nuts are a big thing that we eat and snacks like popcorn and there's protein powder which is oh in a cardboard pot yeah and a cardboard thing and i think it's recyclable that's what they said on the website bathroom yes So come in here. Okay, so old toothpaste that we're still using up, but my dentist now stocks zero waste toothpaste. So moving to that. And what is zero waste toothpaste? It's a tooth tab that you can chew in your mouth, which kind of I think suds up, and then I've used it a couple times for. Then you use it like a regular toothpaste. And then electric toothbrush where I change the head. That's not bamboo, but it's only once something you change once every three months. So. Um, so instead of face wash, I've actually found that just water works for me best. So I just have a face cloth, which we wash and reuse. And then I have a bar of soap. That's another really simple thing, probably more cost effective as well. And then um, conditioner, I refill at a bulk store. And shampoo, I got um, a whole set of bar soaps from my friend for my birthday. So making my way through those. And then... We refill that, <laughs> it looks a bit grotty, but we refill that for people who come and stay. And this is cocoa butter. It's in like a solid block of cocoa butter and it's a moisturiser. Wow. And it's just straight cocoa butter. So, so do you mix that with water and then... No, I just like slide it straight on. Wow. Yeah. And is it good? Smell it. It smells like chocolate. Mm. Kind of. Funny, nice. good smell. And this... So I used to have braces, and one of the things that I didn't know, I used to get the plastic floss because I have a wire on the back of my mouth, and so I used to have to get the one that would kind of, it's like a sewing needle almost that you'd put through, Yeah. and you'd have to go like that, but my dentist showed me these. So this isn't compostable, but it means that I can use the compostable floss with it your dentist sounds amazing yeah she really is quite on board with it all and then i have two deodorants so one is a crystal it looks like a little pestle and mortar yeah <laughs> but then this one's from ethic and i just keep it in a little container this is bamboo toilet paper or bamboo or recycled can't remember which one there's a couple brands so is, is it wrapped in um paper, paper yeah Cool. I think that's about all. Good tour. Thanks. This is all great stuff and you sound like you knew what you were doing, but how yeah. did you how did you know what to do? Because a lot of people would be like, oh I, I don't know, where, how do I start with this? Um, I looked on YouTube. I think was that was the first thing and there was not many videos at all. Like now there's heaps and heaps of videos, but there was only a couple. And then I looked on Pinterest and there was quite a lot of mummy bloggers that had done a lot of stuff. So they had really pretty like flat lays of all their bathroom stuff. So that gave me inspiration and 
instead of telling me it kind of was visual cues as opposed to like a list and then I came across on Instagram there's a lot of people and they gave swaps Um, but they were kind of if you didn't follow them or if you weren't searching them you wouldn't have found them and there was also a really good book I read at the start the book Zero Waste Home and it has effectively everything you would ever need to know about low waste zero waste living yeah. So you went in, you did your research. I went in, yeah. I fully researched it beforehand. And then the quizzing kind of came with mum and dad and my friends. How would you do this? And I was fully prepared to answer all the questions. That's really good. And it's really cool that your parents were up for it. Because yeah. it was it's probably quite a big change in their lifestyle as well. Especially mm. having to buy in bulk. Yes. that was. They were very, very apprehensive. And mum was like, this stuff isn't fresh and things like that. Um, but I think that they were quite adaptive because they were a lot older when they had me. And so when they were younger, there wasn't much plastic around. And so, um, it was easier to see the change and everything was really valued. So they've been in a lifetime where it's, they've seen how people used to live like that and then how it's changed to very consumerist ways. Now people are kind of seeing that that's a bad thing and now turning back. Yeah. Kind of going back to basics. It's interesting. I mean, I think our parents, a similar generation. um, My mum would have said the same, that it's, uh, you know, we didn't have all these conveniences Mm. and we've kind of got used to them. At the same time, I think she's, she likes her conveniences and she likes being able to go to the supermarket and pick up a bag of oranges and, and it's easy and cheap. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's the whole infrastructure and the way we live is built around convenience and now everyone's so adapted to that even if they have seen how it could have been everyone's and everyone likes it because they don't have to put in effort so it's very counterintuitive to have to suddenly put in all this effort and think about all the things that you have to buy and change and as a 16 year old that's <laughs> not the stereotypical 16 year old is somebody who wants to put the effort in and no. kind of spend a lot of time on something like this but actually it does seem like your generation's quite inspired so I guess it's kind of a bit of a hobby in a way Mm, yeah definitely and I was probably a bit bored when I came across it so it gave me (laughs) something to do for a while and then I realized that it was my generation who was going to be affected by it and it was something that we if we wanted something we had to do it ourselves you know the old saying you need some what's it you need something done, do it yourself. yeah do it yourself so I kind of dragged my parents through you mentioned before um when you were kind of researching it you saw yeah. lots of like pretty instagrams mm. and everything kind of looking very organized and yeah. stuff do you think people are getting sucked into like wanting to be zero waste because it looks like a pretty lifestyle on instagram Definitely. Um, when I first started, I distinctively remember the conversation I had with mum. And I was like, mum, once we're fully zero waste, all our jars are going to be so beautiful like that lady. All of them are going to line up and be like on the right angle and everything's going to be <laughs> symmetrical and perfect. And she was like, what do you mean? Just use the old jars. So she had that kind of wisdom, but I was so caught up with the aesthetics. Yeah. And I think um, people like to buy new things yeah consumerism is very deep-rooted so even if something is environmentally friendly that's new it's not the most environmentally friendly thing if you've already got something yeah if you've already got something so um 
I wanted to go and buy a whole lot of stuff and mum was like we have all these containers and Tupperware and I it got a while it got it took a while to get used to it because I was quite concerned about the aesthetics of it and if you're doing something weird you want people to not if people are going to judge you you want it to look pretty you know so I was a bit apprehensive of bringing the like Tupperware things but but actually it's behind a cupboard so yeah. no one's really looking no in there. No one's really looking, yeah. And so and people have all of this at home so it's cheaper. But yeah, I think aesthetics are quite a big part of it because things have been marketed to look pretty and look environmentally friendly and that's quite hard to get your head around that that's not the most sustainable thing. Yours still looks quite pretty. You've still got quite a lot yeah. of nice jars. It's quite um, eclectic and but is we have bought a few jars along the way because there's things that we need like the big stuff for that we just couldn't reuse from but apart from that it's been mostly eclectic so you've been doing this for what two years now um yeah two years probably so we have just had a little look around the house Mm -hmm. and not everything is zero waste like some things are in plastic some things you're kind of using the last of yeah. some things you have just decided actually That's, I'm going to allow myself yeah. this how have you always been like that or were you like I'm not buying anything in plastic at all yeah. um we kind of went a bit in at the start we went too far in and I was like there's no plastic coming to our house and we were making our own bread and it got so tiring <laughs> to be honest and we and I was like one day I read that someone else was in that book she was making her own yoga and doing all this stuff and there was alternatives which she could buy that were as zero waste and they didn't suck out as much energy. So now we buy our own, we buy bread in from the bakery instead. Um, and we've allowed ourselves definitely a lot of, a bit of wiggle room because otherwise people would kind of look in and be like, that's impossible. But we definitely went all in at the start and realised that was unsustainable for ourselves. Mm. So it's finding that balance between sustainability for you and sustainability for the earth. And we definitely still produce rubbish. And just yesterday I had a bit of imposter syndrome. I was like, she's coming tomorrow and we just bought some things in plastic. This is so bad and our rubbish has stuff in it. And I was like, you know what? We still do a lot. So that's real though. That, that's, yeah, that's real life. That, yeah. Not everyone. I simply don't believe that someone fits it all in their jar. So we spoke about this yeah, before, we spoke didn't about we? This. So you said one of your inspirations was Lauren Singer. Lauren Singer, right? Yeah. So she said she put several years worth of rubbish into in a jar, jar. and yeah. it's just like a normal kind of jar, yeah. normal size jar, and there's hardly anything in there. Yeah. I don't believe that either. Do you believe that? No, I think she initially was my inspiration, but then I kind of grew weary of how hers looked really perfect and how she was in the jar, and that was drawing people in but making it really hard for people to see themselves doing it and um so I slowly kind of gravitated away and now I'm like that's not possible because there's got to be a loophole there right like maybe when she was at work she was throwing things out I don't know (laughs) I think um she owns a store it's called package free shop and they have lots of recycling which is people that take hard to recycle items and break it down themselves and so I was like oh that's mm. where but there must have been something like tv or she has earpods I noticed how did she get those without without any packaging yeah mm. so 
And I think that's that is one of the big problems with social media is you just see this perfect image of zero waste. Oh my God, I have to do everything 100% perfect. Otherwise, I'm not zero waste. Well, actually, I think what you're doing is like more than the vast majority of people yeah. are doing and it's still achievable yeah. and you've got maybe four plastic things in your cupboard yeah um yeah we definitely still have a rubbish bin and that's something that everyone's like oh but when we come over to your house we'll take back our rubbish and we're like no we have a rubbish bin there's stuff in it like no, make them take it back yeah <laughs> and they're like no um yeah so that's... so so what do you tell me your guilty pleasures what Should we look in the bin yeah oh yeah let's look in the bin I mean what is a zero waste podcast without looking inside a bin okay oh this is gonna be okay so actually some of the stuff can be composted now that I'm looking at it okay bit of a misrecycling okay so we have a corn cob and um our worms don't break that down but we recently saw at Bunnings the other day was it mine to 10 that's like the hardware store that there's the tumbler so we're looking into that for things like this and pips what was a tumbler it's a different style of compost bin where you put half green and half brown so dried stuff and fresh stuff and you tumble it and it breaks down into soil interesting hmm. what is this oh my gosh oh plastic there's plastic there's in plastic the bin. in here okay so this is actually hold, held chicken Okay. And which is quite weird because we've been vegan and vegetarian for <laughs> about a year and a half. But we had chicken in the freezer from ages ago and we used it for the cat. He ate the chicken. Like that. Um, this is the top of vegan cheese. So that's something that we can't buy in Wellington. At least I don't know of. That's, you can't buy plastic free. Yeah, plastic free vegan cheese or even regular cheese. And then we have a Whitaker's bar chocolate chocolate wrapper. bar but I told mum last night I was like we're not buying any more Whitaker's it's been enough there's other chocolate brands that are more recyclable <laughs> um oh, it's a bit wet that's yummy oh there's even crackers in here what <laughs> is going on dad okay I'm gonna put these in the compost bowl oh dad oh they're wet oh okay we still buy crackers so that's another guilty pleasure recycle your plastic yeah, yeah, there's a bit of misrecycling going on there. That's quite a small bin, though. Yes. So then we transfer that into a big yellow bin out the back, which has a plastic bag because we don't have, we cancelled our big rubbish bin, the wheelie bin, because we weren't using it enough. So now we fill those yellow bags once every three weeks, sometimes even one, four. One big yellow bag every three or four weeks. Yeah, from one wheelie bin a week. So, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Almost zero waste, I'd say. Yeah. We mentioned a little bit your your friends and what they thought of yeah. what you were doing. And now they're kind of starting to use reusables yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And tell me, just tell me a little bit about what you, what other kind of zero waste stuff you do. Because you're kind of a bit of an activist at school, aren't you, as well as at yes. home? I think it's just encouraging them when you see them do something good. Like a lot of them have brought in containers instead and they'll come up to me they'll be like oh I have a beeswax wrap with this reusable pouch I'm like that's fantastic it's really good or um I had a conversation with one of my classmates the other day about composting they never knew about composting and the effects that stuff has going to landfill food so that was quite interesting for them I think so 
yeah, just little conversations here and there do make the difference, I'd say. And do you think little changes do make a difference? Because there's a lot of people who will say, so, going zero waste, is that really going to, you know, okay. save the world? Well, if everyone did a little swap and there's 7 billion people in the world, then I'd say that would reduce quite a lot. But there's a lot of things that are little swaps, which I think people could do, yeah. All right, so like what? What would you say? The low-hanging stuff, the low-hanging fruits, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So like hair um, body wash to bar, refuse straws, that's a really easy one. And surprisingly, some people still offer straws and paper ones yes they're better but they I don't think they're recyclable so just compostable but that relies on the people to actually compost it so unless you have some reason to use one then I think they're unnecessary using produce bags instead of the plastic bags and I think most people are pretty good at that now um well that's in so in New Zealand um plastic bags have been banned the rest of the world not so much yeah not so much and in terms of that it's great saying you should use it but if you're out and about and then you go into a shop and you haven't got one it's kind of I suppose it's about being organized and always having one on you so I went on a road trip in the holidays with my friends and we went into a big like chain supermarket um and we don't we barely ever go to the supermarket anymore, so it was a bit weird, like, stepping in there after a while gone. And we didn't have any bags because we didn't think about that. And so we just put it straight in the shopping trolley and then from the shopping trolley to the car. But the lady was like, you can't, like, take the shopping trolley out. So we carried all our stuff mm-hmm. in our arms and we had, like, ten pieces of loose fruit each and, like, different stuff and we're like but yeah so I feel like I do that all the time from the shop like no I'm not taking a bag and it's all falling out of my arms yeah so arms you have arms it's (laughs) a revelation yeah so if somebody is listening and they are as wasteful as you were beforehand Mm -hmm. maybe doing a little bit of recycling and wants to start becoming a little bit more zero waste or just implementing some of what you do into their life how would you go about that? Like, what's the mindset? What do you need to think about? What do you, what can you start doing that's easiest? Um, I'd say don't beat yourself up about stuff. At the start, I was, uh, like, quite disappointed whenever we bought something in that was plastic or brought, bought something that was in plastic. Um, just look at a video, to be honest, of ocean plastic, and that's probably your biggest motivator And um, I found out, and I don't know if many people would know this, but there's a massive patch of garbage, which is the American word, but um, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And it has, I can't remember the number, but it's It's massive. Yeah, it's like bigger than some countries. And it's just this, the way the oceans swell has gathered all this plastic into this one area. And it's just... Yeah, it's insane, so... Don't add to that. Yeah, don't add to that, effectively. And, oh, we have I have another story. So my mum's friend, she has family in Western Australia, and they are Western, Northwestern Australia, and they went on a trip to Northern Australia, and they hiked for about three hours into this remote beach, and when they got there, it was just littered with plastic and no one had been there but it was because of all the 
um, Asian countries, their plastic had come down. But it's hard for them because lots of them were developing countries and they don't have access to things like shiny new zero waste things um, and have lots of options for changing their lifestyle. So that's really hard for them and it impacts on other countries. So the people that can do stuff should really be doing stuff. But then do you think that, do you feel a little bit like when you see that, oh, yeah. what's the point in us doing it if they're, they're not? not? Going to. Well, I think then the people who make stuff in plastic, so if they see that people are starting to refuse plastic, they'll go where the trends will go because people will stop buying their product and switch to another product. Do you feel hopeful that that is going to happen and that things are changing? Um, I think so, yeah. I think there's a lot of eco-anxiety, which is a term I don't think many people know, and it's feeling a bit dishopeful and pessimistic about the outcome. But I think there's always hope. If people are willing to try, then it's going to change. Do you feel like you're in quite a privileged position? I mean, you live in a beautiful part of Wellington. Obviously, you're an only child, and you've got parents who are willing to go along with your plan. Do you feel like you're quite privileged to be able to do that? Yes, absolutely. And I found in the community, like we, it's a lot of white women that make this change. But the world used to be zero waste. And especially um, Indigenous people from all over the world had practices interweaved with their entire lifestyle. And now we've kind of come in and changed everything so looking to them as well to see what they did and how it can be put in everyday lifestyle but yeah I think being a white woman who has the money that can choose the different options is definitely the position I'm in and a lot of people I know so you mean like I guess you might as well if you are privileged then you might as well use that privilege to to make a difference but also I wondered about the the cost of this because we're we're saying that but some stuff must be cheaper like buying in bulk and refilling is that not actually a bit cheaper sometimes um depending on where you buy I'd say and there's definitely a lot of things that have upfront costs but will pay out in the long run like moon cup and stainless steel razor those are things that are more expensive than the plastic version at the start but then have no or little to no cost afterwards and so some people wouldn't be able to afford that upfront cost whereas some people are in the position to be able to and you said moon cup was one of the first oh, changes yes. that you made yeah so i only about five or six months ago after so it took me about a year and a half to have a completely plastic free period um and that's a lot of things that I think is taboo to talk about and everyone just kind of does what their mum like tells them to do Mm -hmm. you know it's like oh pads and tampons but um changing to a moon cup honestly is the best thing ever and I tell my friends all about it and they're like but then they're like oh once they try it they're like this is where it's at yeah it's great. I mean, we won't go into the details of why, it, why it's great. <laughs> why it's but, great for them. But it is great. And it's, you know, it's safer. Yeah. You, you spend maybe $40, $50 on it oh, or £20 right. pounds on yeah. it. But then you can keep it for like 10 years. Yeah. And so actually you're wasting no you're you're wasting less but you're also wasting less money because the amount you spend every month is actually quite a lot yeah and that's the same with a lot of things people kind of go where the masses go in terms of and it takes a bit of 
research and time to see that there's alternatives that save you time and money um i just wanted to go back to the guilty pleasures because we never we kind of trailed off so guilty pleasures you your cupboard is pretty 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 good there's some things well i won't say guilty pleasures some things that are guilty pleasures and there's some things that you just have to use plastic for so tell me about those I think a full word um, that we've done the low hanging and the medium fruit, which is probably 50 or 70% of our waste. And there's a reason that the last 30% hasn't been done because it's the really difficult and tricky and time consuming things that it would take. So, and there's not necessarily alternatives for. So taco shells, we could make our own, but it's very labour intensive um, and probably wouldn't get the same outcome. Crisps, that's a difficult one. In New Zealand, there's a company that has a compostable bag, so that's good. And we get also the big bags, which saves the little bags, if that makes sense. Oh, and that's another tip. If you can't get something plastic free, get the biggest possible size of it, because that saves the little bags. Chocolate. But there is brands that have recyclable ones. And then crackers, that's, I'm sure they're pretty easy to make, to be honest. But it's just... Because you make your own biscuits, do you? Yeah, or biscuits or sweet treat for the week. You bake, you bake that yourself? Yeah, so this week I'm going to make protein slice. I sound protein intensive with all the things I've been saying. But yeah, it's like chickpeas and chocolate chips. Um, and then stuff like medication, I oh, guess, you you don't have yeah. a choice there. So I have type 1 diabetes and that is extremely plastic intensive. Um, should we go look at it actually? That yeah, would be quite let's see. So this is interesting for me as well because I've been trying to cut down to as little waste as I can, but I have to take medication every day. And pill packets that have foil and plastic on I cannot find a way to recycle them so they just go straight to landfill and I feel awful about it but I don't know what to do so show me this drawer diabetes you have to check your blood sugar um multiple times a day and you have to inject probably five to eight times a day and so with each of those times comes a new needle and each needle can you hear this is individually wrapped and I have a sensor on my arm. This is what the sensor comes in. Oh, so that's wow. hard plastic that's not recyclable. Is that every day? No, that's just twice a week. So I changed to that, which is more expensive. Um, definitely, it's like $100 a fortnight. So but I'm lucky that my parents can afford to buy that. And that is instead of individual testing strips each time. And then um, if your blood sugar goes low, then you have to have sugar, fast-acting sugar. So if we come around into here, the store cupboard. Oh, I like how you've got a store cupboard in your bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> it's the bathroom laundry store like cupboard area. Nice. But juice boxes or dextrose tablets. Okay. And the juice boxes in plastic, Tetra packs with straws. So I still do use straws, but it's a medical thing. And I've tried alternatives, but the juice boxes work best for me. So I used to feel guilty about it, but I realised that that's something that has to be for my life, yeah. 
I think that's quite important to accept that because you just beat yourself up otherwise. Yeah. And actually everything else you do kind of Cancel. balances that out yeah. a little bit, which is yeah. which is good. So, yeah, diabetes is not eco-friendly. Mm. But hopefully in time, and in hospitals it's so wasteful, but in time there'll be bioplastics and reusable things. Um, so... On a quick fire, some things at you. Takeaways. What about if you want to get a takeaway, what do you do? Okay, so we take our own containers in a bag round to our takeaway person. Um, things like curry. Um, there's a really good Indian takeaway in our place where we live. So we take in containers for the rice, the curry. And, they, and they're fine about it. Do yeah. they question it? No, I think we definitely weren't the first people because we only started going there probably a year into the journey so a year ago and you see other people there with their containers but you also see people there who don't have their containers so and you go yeah and you're like oh my god how do they not have this it's so simple yeah (laughs) and do you find that as well quite a lot when you do take your own containers to the refill store to to the supermarket or to wherever yeah people are fine with it these days do they question it ever um I don't think I've ever been refused a container and I know that in America it's a lot harder because there's more safe health and safety regulations but in New Zealand everyone's a bit like oh well um but yeah I don't I think it's becoming more and more mainstream whereas a couple years ago you get more stairs right for sure um what about cleaning products for stuff like cleaning the house what do you use yeah so we use spray and wipe and we've started making our own but we still have occasionally do get the like eco store ones and you can refill them but you make your own as well yeah occasionally if we find it what do you make out of vinegar and orange peels and then you let it sit and then you put it with water cool yeah um what about stuff like moisturizer and sun cream because that inevitably comes in plastic so i have seen a few ones that are in um tins but in New Zealand the sun is extremely harsh and you need SPF 50 minimum a lot of places or that I've seen don't really make that so I still use plastic sunscreen and I have some moisturizer that's in plastic but you can use oil I've heard for moisturizer and yeah the sunscreen in the tin if you don't live in New Zealand yeah, the ozone layer here is, is not completely screwed yeah. up. There's a hole. So, um, and we've kind of touched on it, but food waste. What happens to all of your food waste? So the stuff that can get composted gets composted, but our worms don't like citrus or avocado skins, so they go into the incinerator. But we're looking into the tumbler. And you don't have to have a garden to compost, right? Because no. I don't at the moment. I am not composting my food, but I live in an apartment. Yeah. It's like up a floor. We don't have any garden. Can I still compost my food? I think yes. I have, I've always lived in this house, so I haven't been in an apartment before, but I think there's lots of different ways of composting. And if you have a balcony, you could do the tumbler or there's the tea. I think my friend's grandma does the tea in their house and you like, I don't know how you do it, but. It can be done. It can be done, yes. So what are your kind of top tips for um, somebody who is starting to go zero waste? What are the five things, for example, that that you should 
that you should start with straight away that are easy? Okay. Um, bags, bring your own supermarket bag and produce bag. Bring your own container when you go out to eat. That's something that's you've got to be thinking ahead of things like this. Like after a school event, we went out for lunch and I brought my own container, but none of my other friends had thought about that. So it's definitely a lot of preparation and also cutlery. I got a spork for Christmas from my cousin. Um, so have you always got kind of a Tupperware and your cutlery in your bag? Yes. If I go into town, I normally... There's definitely occasions where I'm like, I won't need this, so I don't pack it, but most of the time. Um, A bar soap, I'd say. Yes, that's a really simple one. And also bread. That's a pretty simple one if you have a bakery near you. Because, yeah, bread is one of the worst things. It's in plastic so often. But I do actually... I manage to find it in, in paper quite a lot. But actually, you can just take your own bag to the bakery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so I, I kind of put a little bit of a shout out on Instagram and Twitter just for mm-hmm. kind of questions or what people thought about zero okay. waste for us to discuss. So Jet said, I think people are concerned with the extra cost to them personally rather than the businesses who should be paying. And it's being it kind of it being less convenient is a huge factor. So change of habits will take a few years. So I guess he's kind of saying that. Like, we're concerned about it being expensive for us and, like, why should that be our worry when actually businesses should be helping us to be able to do this? Yeah. Do you agree? Yes. So there's this really cool infographic I saw. Basically, we live... Not a circular. We don't know. (laughs) We live in a linear and recycling economy where everything is effectively tailored for us to throw it out or recycle and then eventually end up in landfill. And so we should be working towards a circular economy. But it's not going to happen unless all the businesses step up. And I think it'll take for them to see that people won't buy their products, which is definitely can be more expensive at times. It's difficult for the consumer yeah, it's because it's expensive. For the consumer. So not everyone's going to be able to do that. But I think the people that can should. Fair enough. Um, and I also had a message from Cherie who said, um, I'm keen to waste less and learn more. What was the experience like transitioning from being wasteful to the beginning of zero waste and what's the best way to start? So we've kind of talked about that a, a bit, but I guess she just wants to know what your experience was like transitioning. How did you find it? Was it stressful? Was it easy? Were you, I don't know, getting annoyed at little things all the time? Yeah, I was definitely, I was really motivated, so nothing was kind of slowing me down but it was really hard to get that mind mind shift from being unsustainable to being sustainable and now in our family plastic is like automatically something that we kind of feel bad about so it was quite emotional almost getting that change because now it's like you see it everywhere and so it's quite hard to see everyone else changing it but yeah the my the shift comes with time and then once you're kind of in that zone I think it's a lot easier because you're you're mentally there as well and now it's quite easy for you I guess now now it's habits but there's still those things that we can change so that's it's quite hard because we've kind of flatlined like we've done the most but it's those last 30 percent that's like really hard to do well that was going to be my final question so what are your ambitions do you want to be 100 
100% zero waste or you know what's the next step for you I think we could definitely be doing more and I think everyone even the off-grid sustainable people everyone could be doing more so our next thing's probably getting a tumbler stop buying chocolate from one of us find a company that does zero waste toothbrush heads compostable some someone's bound to do them somewhere I think there is a company, I'm going to educate you. Okay. I'm sure there's a company, uh, and it might be G Organics, which is in the UK, mm-hmm. and they do an electric toothbrush, and they take back the heads ah. and, uh, I guess, melt them yeah. down, and then make new ones. Ah. So there are companies that are, that are doing yeah. it, but with everything, it's like that research mm. and that time, yeah. which is so frustrating, Like especially when you need a new toothbrush, and you're like, oh, my God, I just want to go to the shop and buy a toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> um I think my dentist has a TerraCycle box. I mean, but it's still not the best. And then plastic-free butter, I found our own recipe. But that's just, again, it's more expensive and time-intensive. And there's something else, but I... Oh, and the taco shells, making our own. But, yeah, those are just very time, all time-intensive things. Do you think you'll still be doing this when you're older and you've if you have a family or if you've got a full-time job, do you think you'll still be able to be living this way? I can't imagine going back. Like, I'm past the point of return. I just, it's in my mind now. My entire way of living has changed from that video. It's completely altered my way of life. Everything I do is, like, got that little thing in the back of my head that's, is this sustainable? Is this the best option? So I don't think I could see myself going back. Well, I think you're really inspirational. And I think the fact that you started doing this when you were 14 yeah. is pretty amazing. And yeah. that your family are doing it and you're inspiring yeah. your friends. So thank you for talking to me. Thank you. And um, yeah, I'm going to have to go home and get rid of some plastic now, I think. <laughs> now, we're not quite finished yet because before I ran off, I managed to catch a quick chat with Dad Tim to hear from his perspective what he thought about Cassia's initial idea to go zero waste. I thought it was a great idea, a great ideal. Um, I personally support that approach, but I did wonder how realistic it would be. And I'd really like to emphasise that we're by no means any sort of paragon family. All we tried to do is do better than we were doing in the past. But yeah, thinking back to when Cassia came, I thought, well, good honour for you know making us step up to the plate, and we should do what we can, and and I guess we have really, yeah. When you were growing up, plastic wasn't really around so much, I guess, mm. and people didn't used to waste so much. And actually, it was mm. kind of, I, I'm not going to waste this because it's a waste of money as well. Yeah, as yeah. It? and people you were very frugal, weren't they? And I think um, when I was a kid, plastic. Obviously it existed, but it wasn't used in plastic bags and milk bottles and everything that you can think of. Things were in glass and paper, that sort of thing. And we've kind of come back to, you know, kind of come back full circle. Just one hopes it's not too late. What are your guilty pleasures? Is there anything you get that Cassia's like, oh, Dad, stop getting that? Um, I suppose salmon and cheese would be my worst uh, worst films because <laughs> you... Like, you, can, you you only seem to be able to buy cheese in um, in plastic, unfortunately, not, not like it in the olden days from the cheesemonger where it would be wrapped in brown brown paper with string and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So. And how how easy have you found the the transition? I know Cassia's 
said it was kind of changing your mindset was quite difficult mm, what about for to, for yeah, you and you for mum to stop and think about things instead of just doing the usual you have to think oh do I really have to buy that um, right here right now couldn't I look for some alternative just do without it while we find out if there is an alternative so it's just been a bit more intentional about things mm. you must be pretty proud of your daughter to have taken this on yeah I am very very proud yeah very definitely she w- we wouldn't be doing it unless uh, she'd suggested it so good on her Thanks to my guests, Cassia Percival Day and, of course, Dad Tim. Now, Cassia is not just good at going zero waste at home. There are a bunch of other things that she's doing that we didn't even manage to squeeze in. I just wanted to give them a quick shout out because she also co-runs the Roots and Shoots programme at her school. Um, if you don't know what this is, it's a global empowerment scheme which is founded by environmentalist Jane Goodall and it helps communities to implement sustainability action projects all around the world. So it's amazing she's involved with that she's also pledged to go flight free in 2020 which is great although i think given the current times a lot of us will be doing that whether it's out of choice or not but still great that she plans to do that right until the end of the year Cassia also said she makes sure she always catches public transport to and from school and wherever else um, she has to go and one other thing she mentioned is that in terms of buying new items you know more expensive items like clothes or furniture she always tries to buy second hand every time and there's so many ways of um, finding an amazing item and finding something unique as well so well done to Cassia I think as a 16 year old she's doing pretty damn well Uh, I'd like to know where you're at have you found ways to start reducing your waste I know a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home now so have you been getting into baking have you been bulk buying have you been cooking up lots of food and storing it in the freezer you can get in touch on instagram at wannabe.greener or um, pop me an email wannabegreener at gmail.com if you enjoyed today's episode please do leave a review otherwise i will see you next time thanks for listening bye